It's Real Talk with Raylene Chalinor, foster care and adoption. Hi, and welcome back, everyone, to another Real Talk. I'm your host, Raylene Chaloner, and it's Real Talk with real people about foster care and adoption. And today in the studio, I have a real treat for you. I have my gal pal, Lindsay. She is the owner of Culture Salon and a sponsor of this show. So it's so fun to have her in the studio today. Lindsay, hello. Hello. How are you doing? (laughs) A little nervous, but excited. Yes, this is fun. It's so fun to have you here. So I want to tell the Real Talk listeners a little bit about how we met, and that's going to lead into a little bit of your story. Just so you know, we probably are going to do this in a two-part because Lindsay and I, we have a lot to talk about, and um, I know that you want to hear her story. So uh, I want to know how you and your hubby, Jared, ended up sitting across the table from me at the coffee shop wanting to be foster parents. Give us a little bit, as you said earlier, the prequel (laughs) of how you ended up with two boys in your home now. Yes. uh, Four score and seven year ago, I began this journey. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, Basically, we have always wanted to have a family. We tried to get pregnant for six years, did not work. The Mm. last two of that we did um, really costly, crazy emotional roller coaster fertility treatments. Wow. All throughout that, I was like, you know, we can foster. And he was not into it because he's in law enforcement and he sees another side of it. And then I would let it go. And then I was actually at a church retreat with my aunt and my cousins and no, two aunts and cousins. And in the back, there was this woman holding a newborn baby. Mm. And my aunt was like, you know, she's fostering, um, kind of shared like a snippet of her story and I called my husband and I was like, we're going to foster. And he was like, no. I can hear and, you yeah. <laughs> And so I left that retreat with Lil Crit. He is our um, Compassion International oh. child that we sponsor. I cannot pronounce his name. So he is Lil Crit. Right. And my husband was not very thrilled about that either. <laughs> then we did the fertility treatments and we tried everything. And it kind of came down to a discussion of, are you willing to love on children that may not be your own Mm. and kind of a like a interesting side divot to the fertility treatments is the first round of IVF we did was with our own Mm -hmm. um, and then the second round because our first round was so not viable it was donor on both okay which is you know it's a difficult decision but it was kind of like well we want kids and it's just So basically every way that we tried to like not do God's plan, he was like, slap, nope, that's yep. not going to work Shut for you. That door. Um, and so then I'm not totally sure what happened, but all of a sudden one day he was like, okay, let's do this. And I like tried to go to like DCS office building and like, they were like, yeah, that's not how it's done anymore. Can I have so, a child, please? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> how, like, where do we apply? And they're like, oh, we outsource all of that now. So, yeah. I mean, we really had no idea how to start the process, but I got the yes. So I was going for it. Yes. And so you ended up with uh, Christian Family Care. For those of you that don't know, that is my day job. I'm a recruiter for them. And that's how we ended up sitting across the table from each other drinking coffee. I think you might have had tea. And yeah. <laughs> probably like no caffeine is best for yeah. me most of the time, but and that's not asking how, I live. how do we go about doing this? Mm-hmm. And you guys were all doughy eyed, starry eyed, so full ignorant. of promise <laughs> and energy. Yes. And um, you still look great. Oh, thanks. Um, <laughs> I want to know okay, now let's just tell our Real Talk listeners, you 
went through the licensing process, mm-hmm. which is um, can be a little daunting. Yes. Uh, do you want me to tell like kind of yeah, the hardest part bit. of that? Okay. Yeah. So the real the toughest part we came up against is my husband's in law enforcement, mm-hmm. and they were like, "You did everything great. You passed with flying colors. However, you have a gun in your house, the firearms, right?" And so um, I will say because that's a very long story that um, CFC Christian Family Care came alongside us and advocated so aggressively for mm-hmm. us to be able to become foster parents. I will also say, because it's real talk, that the classes that we took in the licensing process, I feel in some ways kind of prepare you for like what you might see when children enter your home, but in no way prepare you for for like the reality of yes, it. Yes, it's so true. Yeah. You just don't, you don't know what you don't know till you're in the middle of it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And so you were given charge of two little, little stinker, adorable, cutie boys. Oh my word. Two like just little baby cherubs. Ugh. Yes. So cute. I know. Okay. And so um, we're going to go a little bit more into that, but I want to know since you are like fresh into this, hot off the press. Frishity fresh, like eight months in. Right. (laughs) First time foster parents. What has the biggest struggle been? Now, I know there's been plenty Mm -hmm. of struggles because we've had lots of conversations, but is there one right now that you're sitting with that's like, this was a biggie or is a biggie? Yeah. I think the biggest struggle for us is because as like a foster parent, you're so involved in like the raising of the children Mm -hmm. and, you know, fighting for their, what you feel is in their best interest and really finding out that as a foster parent, you, you really don't have a voice. Yeah. And you have some people that are like, sit down, you're a foster parent, this isn't your place. And then you have other foster parents that are like, advocate, sister, advocate, like it's your job to be the voice for these littles. So yeah, I think the the biggest hurdle for us is just finding like where we can use our voice in the most powerful way and where it is basically shut the heck up. We do not want to hear your voice. Yeah, that's really good. That's good for, I think, people who are on the fence uh, that's why we call the show Real Talk. I think people need to know what the real of fostering is. Yes. Now, because of your journey through infertility treatments and that, did you sign up to foster to adopt? Are you hoping to adopt at some point? Or yeah. are you guys just willing to help out? What's um, So you, th- you think going into it that you're going to have a certain mindset and then, you know, four months in you're in love, of course. Oh, I mean, yeah. you're in love. There's like weird stages of like, whoa, like I'm raising this kid and I don't really feel super attached because they just yes. showed up at my house at 11 o'clock at night. Right. Um, but, you know, I think we're definitely open to and would love to adopt if that was if that was God's plan. And that's the other really hard part is I'm like, Hey God, can I like check out the day planner? Cause Mm -hmm. I'd like to know. And he's like, no, you may not. Um, so I think for us, we would love to adopt if that is God's plan for us and for these children. Mm -hmm. Um, we started it with our little baby doe eyes. Like we're just going to love all the babies that need love. And it doesn't matter if it's like two or 57. And now we're like, Oh my, uh." (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I agree with that anymore. Yeah. So do you think if these little guys go home, which Mm -hmm. is what we're told is the point reunification, do you see yourself doing it again? Uh, some days I'm like, absolutely. And then other days I'm like, no, Mm -hmm. because it is just, it is, it's hard. Yeah. 
And I think I finally got to a place um, after a court date not too long ago where I was like, Lord, my prayer is this. Wherever these beautiful, wonderful children who don't have any control of their life, like, like life circumstances at all, wherever their next home is, mm. let it be their home. If yeah. it's the parents, you know, doing everything and earning them back because children are worthy of being earned. Yes. Um, and if it's that and it's it's a healthy, happy, stable environment, then though that would crush me, that is my prayer. Yeah. Or is it, you know, Lord, they need stability and the courts have seen that, you know, we can offer that and we're able to adopt. But either way, like to make my, because I sometimes my prayers are like super selfish. I'm like, Lord, just give me what I want. Um, and he's like, no. But I think for me, my prayer had to shift to whatever the next step is, please let it be stable and permanent for them. Yeah. And however that looks. Lindsay, that's such an amazing prayer. It's like you are a veteran at this. No. (laughs) It took me a long time before I could actually say a prayer like that. Yeah. In my fostering, wandering. I say it mostly in my head because like verbally, it's like a lot harder to get out. Yeah. (laughs) I can see that. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Okay. um, Greatest joy. Oh man. Greatest joy. So um, am I allowed to talk ages? So we were able to get um, a five-month-old and a two-year-old sibling pair And the greatest joy has been just watching them grow. I mean, the little personalities are coming out. And for the miniest mini, it's the motor skills that are really cool. Mm -hmm. And then for the bigger mini, it's just watching him become so verbal and imaginative. Mm -hmm. And the snuggly lovey, like, I think I still keep trying to put the one-year-old in the pouch because I'm like, oh, it's going to run out soon and I'm not going to get to pouch him anymore. (laughs) Totally. So it's just, it's been at the end of the day, no matter what happens in your journey of fostering, the kids are the best part. Yeah. Oh man. It's so true. And I want to circle back to Jared, your hubby, of how many years? Uh, we are going to be 11 years married this wow. year. I am shook as well. <gasps> I am shook as Producer well. Producer Dave, that's where we need that little clappy thing in the background <laughs> for, yay, 11 years. That's oh, goodness. awesome. And you've been through a lot Yes, in 11 years, you guys. How is Jared feeling now about the two little people that are in your lives? Oh my gosh. He's all um, over it. Yeah. So my husband starting this journey was like, I just don't really do well with babies. And I was like, we want a newborn. <laughs> um, so for the first few months, it was really rough. And we can talk about that later. But um, he was really struggling because he's like, you're at work and I have this screeching child at home. Yeah. And um, then about two months ago, something clicked with those two. And it is like a love affair. I mean, oh, he's like- so oh, that coo means this and oh, that cry means that. And now like the older one is like more my little man and not, you know, my husband's like, he calls him his ride or die. (laughs) Um, So he, I think, not only does it challenge our marriage and like even the fertility is challenged and brought our marriage closer together. But um, I think he's like, okay, like I... I see what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. And then other days he's like, I should have said no. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah. Yes. Oh, man. And what's so great, you guys, is I've met Jared and he's like this big manly man, law enforcement. And yeah, I've seen him with the little guys and it is precious. I love that. 
Lindsay, thank you for just opening your heart up to us and sharing with us. I just want to say a big thank you to you because you are a supporter of this show. And I know it's been hard work opening up the salon. And um, so I know that it's a bit of a sacrifice and I just appreciate it. Uh, We're going to wrap up the show today, guys. But please come back next week and listen to the second half of my time with Lindsay because you'll be blessed. Uh, I did promise a shout out to Sharon Hightower over at Foothills Bank in Prescott Valley. So hi to Sharon and the gals there. If you're looking for a new bank or wanting to switch, you need to go over and see the gals at Foothills Bank in Prescott Valley. If you want to get in touch with me, you can email me at realtalkprescott at gmail.com. But it's going to be bye for now from me and from Lindsay. Yes, thank you for having me. (laughs) We're going to bring her back. So thank you so much. That's bye from Real Talk. Hey, ladies, if you feel the need to truly connect with other women in our community, maybe the place is Culture Salon because it's all about the culture that makes each visit one that lifts your spirit. A salon on its own is just a building. It's what happens on the inside that counts. It's about so much more than just hair. Designer cuts, premium color, natural beaded row extensions, and more. Culture Salon, 1454 West Gurley or call 928-830-1325. Prescott Realty, because who you work with matters. What you can expect from Prescott Realty, integrity, trusted advisors, and specialization. Whether you're looking for home sites, homes, condos, multifamily housing, or rentals. And did you know, Prescott Realty is number one in land sales. With 50 years experience and 500 million in real estate sales, they know what they're doing. When you're ready, there's only one call to make to Prescott Realty, 928-499-8700 or prescottrealty.com.